The following episode was recorded the night before it was announced that Morris Reeves had passed away. You'll hear during the episode that Ian and I are fans of Morris's work and we respectfully dedicate this episode to him. Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Uh, Case of Androzani. It's thought by many to be the pinnacle of Doctor Who. What do you reckon, yeah. Ian? Uh, well, it, it tends to come top in in most, especially Mar- uh, Doctor Who magazine. I was going to say Marvel Doctor Who. Doctor Who magazine as we know it. Every time they do a, uh, a best of or a top 100 or whatever, yeah, Case of Androzani always tends to come in tops. Uh, I think it's okay. I don't think it's the unabashed classic that it tends to get portrayed as. Um, I, som- I sometimes think it's because of where it is that it's regarded as, like, this super-duper story. But what it, do you mean it has what, its fault. What do you mean by where it is? It being well, the last Peter Davison? Yeah, what it's surrounded by. Mm. Um, so on one side you've got uh, Planet Fire, mm. which was a bit of a, a, a damp squib. And then on the other side you've got Twin Dilemma, which is weirdly widely regarded by fans as the worst Doctor Who yep. story ever, which it's not. Um, yeah, so I think this one, this one does come, think is thought of highly because of where it comes. I remember watching this originally. So uh, this, this, as I think I've said before, this is when I migrated to watching Doctor Who downstairs. I was allowed to watch it downstairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it, this season had changed times or changed days. It might have been. But suddenly the TV was available, so it's like watch it downstairs. And um, I remember this one started, and he's like, oh, and then like almost the first scene, you get the monster. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Oh no. Yeah, I think it's good. It's a good, good story, good acting. But I do think it's a, it's held aloft by its acting rather than because mm. bugger all happens in it. It's well. another one of those uh, Eric Saywood style. Uh, you know, visuals over substance, I think. Well, there's not much in the way of visuals as well. I mean, it, it, it's almost, apart from, you know, a couple of scenes, it's almost completely studio-bound. Um, yes, oh, yeah, yeah. And not a very big studio either. No, no, no. And, and the, the floors get me. Every time you see the floors, yes, they're completely yeah. flat, and it's like, okay, this is a blowhole, is it? No, yeah. it's not. What's ni- What's a good game to play is trying to work out, in this very small cave set they've got, what each angle is filmed from mm. so you can recognize where different shots are done you know at different angles for the camera is the same place and stuff like that so it's quite fun there uh, i have to <coughs> i have to say that um uh oh, what's the director's name graham graham Wood. harper graham harper um i really like his direction i can see why he was the only original series director they brought back for the new series mm. he he has an eye for 
this is very cinematic, isn't it, in places? It's I think, very, yeah, but I think that's a yeah. bit of a problem because it is cinematic, but he was very fussy. And, and looking at behind the scenes, there were many more scenes that were meant to be in this and many more effect yeah. scenes, and Which he didn't did. like them, so they jettisoned them, yeah. you know? Um, I, th- I think he was also very much a hands-on... Because, what I mean, what a lot of people couldn't couldn't sort of fathom with him was that he would when they were recording it he would be on the studio floor which was unheard of hmm. it's like directors can't be on studio floor they should be up in the gallery the yeah in the gallery and he wanted to be so there's there's lots of behind the scene footage on this and you can see that he's he's almost treating it in a how we think old silent films are directed yes. where just before the shot the director will say okay kid i want you to be and action he's almost doing it yeah like they haven't rehearsed it or anything, which they, they obviously have. But yeah, I think he's very much a hands-on, energetic director. Mm. And it does show. I mean, this is... Like I say, nothing, nothing really happens in this story, but it, it clips along at a fair old pace. It has got one or two sequences that I'd say are some of the best that the, the original series did. Um, but it's also got an inordinate amount of filler. Why is of, it with us and filler just lately? I know we've been we've been uh, we've been filled up on filler, haven't we? Recently, we've been padded out with padding. Yes. Do you think Do you think that the that nostalgia glasses off that the Doctor Who is pretty much a lot of filler? I, I this is something to look out for as we go yeah. on with this show. But I've I've always thought it, it you know well it's all right, but I, I, yeah. I don't consider it a classic. I mean no. I. To begin with, I apart from the Doctor and Perry, I, I don't find any of the you know the guest characters particularly likable or empathetic. No. Um, um, and, and, and weirdly as well, everyone goes on about what a great story this is for Perry. She doesn't really do anything in it. She immediately falls into a coma. Yeah, and, and then and wakes up that, at the end. Yeah, perhaps that's what they feel is that because she's not whinging. <laughs> It's a good story, for but her. she's really good. We'll talk about it in a second. Oh, she's yeah, really yeah. good at the beginning before she yeah. she rather you know hilariously falls into that nest. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, she's all right. She's a bit snarky and she's you know yeah. pulling faces at the doctor and everything. You know. Yeah, but I mean, I always liked Perry. I, I know. I always thought she was a good companion. Um, again, what's really really interesting is that when you watch behind the scenes stuff, she s- stays in the weird American accent yes. even when she's talking to the director. And that. Yeah, I've, I've watched the behind the scenes yeah. Yeah, of the DVD today, um, you, you know, just for my final bit of research, and it's like, yeah, I, I can s- totally see why people thought that she was American. Yeah, because she doesn't. I know JNT told her to, like pretend to be American so we don't let on but you'd have thought unless she's a method I don't think she's a method actor but you'd have thought she'd have dropped the accent when talking to other people no 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 she kept perhaps, it up didn't she yeah. perhaps yeah. the worry was that she might forget and start saying so there is one there's one line in here that she says something and she says it in the English way oh really With, yeah this uh, not in an English accent but the way she, it's, it's like she, she she uses the 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 southern like three R's type. Oh, okay. I noticed it, and it was like, oh, okay, that's one word you didn't quite get right there. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's really good. Peter Davison is excellent in this. Um, this is a this is <laughs> weirdly this characterization in this one story is not the Fifth Doctor. This is not like he's played it in any other story. So well, I don't know whether it's because it was his last one, so he thought. I'm going to go out and have a bit of a laugh. But he's, he's 
much more snarky in this, much more sort of Tom Bakerish comebacks than he ever is in any of the others. Well, it's very interesting you say that because you know, you know, I've got a bit of a problem with him as the Doctor. Yes, and, yeah. and, well, and I, it, and I it, thought that watching this. Well, I wonder what Eric thinks of this version. Yeah, because the problem I've got with his Doctor is this jittery, breathless, yeah. you know, you know, hesitant. Yeah. hesitant yeah 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 hero right yeah. but no he is yeah you're right he is really really good in this from the yeah. off he's really really good and it's like oh why couldn't he have been like this through all the other stories maybe i might have stayed with it yeah. more but I, I put i actually put that in my notes it's like, why couldn't he have played this like this all the way through mm. Um, mm. i mean i love peter davison anyway i think he's, i like his doctor but this is sort of so he's so assured in it isn't he he's so it's almost like, oh, he's finally worked how to play it. Oh, it's his last story. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, when, when we start, we've got this um, stock footage of Monument Valley in Utah. Yes. Starts yeah. this off. A, sli- a slightly weirdly coloured Monument Valley. It is, yeah, yeah. They've put a filter on it, and that's kind yes. of like to match with the map painting. There's a map painting there as well um, to show the skyline. That's by somebody called, by, by the name of Jean Pieta. Um, not joined together very well, but uh, yeah. at least they tried. And well, if, if you watch the um, the enhanced DVD version, it looks a bit better because they f- uh, video and, and film never go together. No. <laughs> There's always that weird wobbling stuff going on, and they they sort of digitally stop that happening. And it does look better. Um, but yeah, it's I I remember the first time it's opened. It, it's nice to be out of the normal style quarry, but. The shots are really quite poorly put together. Yeah, you you don't believe for one second they actually went to Monument Valley no. with a TARDIS prop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, um, of course, they could. It would, of course. It wouldn't cost yeah. that much. And, and they do, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the first shot we get of Perry in this story is staring down her cleavage. Yes. Now, I don't know if this is Graham Harper. I don't know who is actually calling the shots on camera angles, but it, it's, it's all a bit blatant, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know whether Graham Harper actually went and did the the, the on location stuff. I, I think I might have read somewhere that he didn't. It was a second unit. Oh, right. I'm not sure, but yeah, that, this whole story is very um, down blousy, isn't it? That's a very good yeah. phrase that I've never heard before. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think you should uh, you, you know copyright that. Yeah, put it on a t-shirt. Down blouse. Yeah. Oh no, on a blouse. What's really interesting because we get. We get these nice location visuals, and we're used on location to because it's not a, a, a multi-camera setup, so it's a single camera, and they're moving it about. And it's a bit more cinematic than when they get in the studio. But what's really weird about this story is when they get into the studio, it's not treated in the usual multi-camera setup. So again, Graham Harper is very much a let's reposition the camera. Yes. Let's stop the shot and reposition the camera, which is normally something the BBC shy away from in Doctor Who because obviously every every camera remount adds time to the the day that they're shooting um, but it, this is weird I don't know whether this is the first time they allowed that uh, or not but it's I'm glad they did it. It's, it you wouldn't mistake this style for any other no sort of Doctor Who story really yeah yeah well, they're on Androzani Mi- Minor, aren't they? Yes, this planet, yeah. Androzani Minor. And we have the first, at this moment, we've got the first instance of a problem I've got with this story, which is typical for, for the whole era, 
and going into Colin Baker is the bloody music. The, yes. the jarring over the top music. I don't like the music and I don't like the emphasis on the music to actually tell you this is what you should be feeling. I find it incredibly distracting. Yeah, I'd, ra I'd rather go back to the old days of Dudley Simpson where... Yeah, come back Dudley, know. all is yeah, forgiven. Yeah, come back Dudley. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right that this whole era coming up, the music doesn't aid the programme at all. It's just irritating. Yeah. I, my, yeah. Off the top of my head, the um, the one, the Colin Baker one on the planet Necros, the Dalek one. Yes. The music Great. in yeah. that is terrible. Yeah, it, it's good, terrible. Good story. That's the Graham Harper again, isn't it? Yes, yes, of course. Perhaps yeah. he's just got terrible tasting music. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, this we get the f so I don't know whether this is the first instance, but certainly this becomes a is used a few times where the Doctor instantly surmises that a spaceship has landed because of marks on the ground. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very and he and he actually does he I can't remember whether he actually says what type of spaceship it is in this one. He, he, he calls it a certain name and yeah it's, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. fused um, the ground into glass there's something in behind the scenes about that which I'll, uh, oh, right. I'll we'll, we'll come back um, up about I like as well that, that Perry or the doctor says look over here Perry and there's that sort of mark and he goes a monoskid like, yes. what? What? <laughs> That's a very Robert Holmes sort of yes. thing isn't it? A monoskid yeah. and it goes this way and of course yeah it's called the caves of Androzani, but they're not caves. They're blowholes, no. aren't they? Yeah. Well, the Doctor does actually say that. I, it would be good if this show had been called the blowholes of Androzani. The blowholes. Of yeah. <laughs> well, we, we descend into the blowholes, and that's yes. where you've got all these like workers down there, and and they're killed. One of them is killed by oh good lord! I always forget how bad uh, the magma yeah. creature I, is. I know um, what when. When they, I, mean, this, I don't know whether how true this is, but whether it's just the director being apocryphal. But he, I, he, I think he tells a story about where he turned up on the day and they saw this monster costume and so they decided not to use it in most of the shots that were planned for it and try and hide it. But then I'm thinking, surely he had some say in how it looked. Yes. No, I don't, I, I don't believe that. No, that. I mean, it's terrible. It's, it's awful. It, it's not good at all. And I... I it doesn't really add anything to the story. I know they would have had to change the script slightly, but I think if if it, if this was true and the director turned up and this was like this, wouldn't you have just cut it out? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the reason he's in there is in episode four when the Doctor's going down to find you know the dormant Queen yeah. Bat, he was meant to fight the magma creature. Ah, uh, that, that must have been the bit that Graham Harper was saying he they cut out because of. It was industrial it action. No, no, it was oh, industrial right, was action that, that, that had that excite. That's why the Doctor just stumbles yeah. across it dead. And it's just yeah. lying there, you know? Hmm. Yeah, the um, the interior cave set is not great either, is it? It's Well, you, you totally think that you're in a studio. Not for yes. one minute do you think you're down in Wookiee Hole or anything no. like that. I mean, it's interesting because I recently watched um, The Silurians again, mm -hmm. which is, what, at least 10 years, probably 12 years earlier than this. And that the cave set in that is better, and yet that was made up on the spot because the scenery hadn't turned up. And yet that cave set is better than we get here. Yeah. It's, it, it, the cave set is not good. Um, we also go into um, Grainovision. Yeah. Even on the DVD, the picture quality is... For some reason, on the interior shots, is awful. Mm. You um, can't see a lot, can you? 
No, no, there's very little definition. And at first I thought, oh, is it, is, are they doing some sort of, you know, post effect to try and sort of blur it? You know, in in sort of Hartnell days, they would smear Vaseline on the camera. Mm, yeah. I, I wondered if they were doing some digital version of that, but I, I don't know. No, it doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah. I know it could be because BBC cameras classically um, didn't like loud noise, so whenever they would fire off blank firing firearms, especially in this, you, it really disrupts the camera picture. And yes. I, I wonder if perhaps it has some sort of permanent effect on the camera. Well, I don't um, know. Yeah, what, what, they knackered sure. it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know the, the, the BBC cameras hated loud noise. Um, they just, yeah, it, go, it goes really weird and liney and affects the, uh, the frame rate and that. Well, you're talking about the weapons. Uh, the, the weapons, I mean, they're just oozes, aren't they, with some yes. gas bottles on the top. They're not convincing in the slightest. Well, I mean, the uh, the androids that we get to see later are just carrying stems. They're yeah. not even attempted to disguise it. This, As far as I'm aware, this planet has got absolutely nothing to do with Earth. But uh, they well, have Earth technology. Well, I think it must be, because they say that at one point, Shavis Jack or someone says to the Doctor, it might be Salah... Saladin or whatever his name is um, says are you from Androzani Major no oh from Earth and oh does he yeah oh I missed that <laughs> so I'm presuming that this is an offshoot of an Earth colony but but I, it's hardly likely they would still be using oozes and with I mean, gas bottles yeah, on them yeah and, and I mean no one was using stens even when this was made no. alone in whatever year this is meant to be hmm all right, well, yeah. next we've got that hilarious moment where Perry uh, falls into the yes. Spectrox nest. You oh, yeah. see and her falling up and <laughs> bounces back up yeah. again because there's obviously yeah. a trampoline just out of shot. I love the fact that she, fall, she falls, she goes, she goes uh, I don't know what she says, saying, what, what's this, Doctor? And then goes, ah! And the Doctor just kneels there and then he gets up and goes, Perry, be careful. Not, oh! It's like she's already screamed. Yeah, 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 yeah. The timing's a little bit off. I like her here, though, because, you know, the doctor says, oh, you know, he, he examines it, doesn't he? He, yeah. he puts it on his hand and, yeah, uh, you know, lifts her up and he goes off and she pulls a face at, at him. And it's so refreshing yeah. now to yeah. see a companion that's not some sort of like fawning one who's yeah. desperately in love with the doctor. Yeah, this... It, I liked Perry because she gave as good as she got, mm. and there was yeah, there was no. Um, if the, Rose wouldn't have done this, would she? No, she would not pull faces at the doctor. I do love that Perry goes, "It stings," and the doctor says, "Well, you probably shouldn't fall into alien yeah. stuff." But <laughs> nice and sympathetic. Yeah. Also, here at this point, we get the reason for his celery. Why he has his celery yes. on his lapel? Um, he, he's allergic to certain gases. And if he's in the presence of them, the celery turns, turns purple. Purple, yeah. It gases, praxic gases, or something, something like um, that. This is this is the bane of the J and T years: is that everything's got to be explained. There's got to be a yeah. reason for everything. Uh, and and this is, I mean, this doesn't get too silly, except later on when the doctor says celery is a great restorative. Yeah, he shoves it um, under Perry's no, nose, it? doesn't yeah. he? No, it's not. not not the most smelly of things. Although I do like Perry comes around and says celery soup. Which again, yes. nice little American touch. Yes. It? What I don't understand is if that is a genuine, you know, stick of celery that he's yeah. wearing. How has it not gone off? How has it not gone off? Does that mean every, like, day 
he has to put a fresh well, stick of celery on his lapel. Well, I know from, from experience how long a stick of celery lasts on your lapel. <laughs> that, uh, I want it, that on a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know from experience. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it didn't last me one convention. Did it last your wedding? Uh, no, no, it didn't. It didn't. How long um, was your wedding? Uh, it's probably about, I suppose, about five hours in total. Five hours, and it yeah, wilted. Didn't last. Yeah, it wilted. To be fair, I wilted as well. So. Okay, all of you wilted, yeah, and the wilted. celery. And the celery went. Um, I've yeah, I've seen I've seen like, sort of cosplayers and that, and they um they 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 will make, there's someone that makes fake celery now. Oh good lord! I couldn't be asked. I just I double sided sellotape some real celery. <laughs> um, <coughs> ever cheap. Uh, yeah, I do. Again, lovely little Peter Dyson thing where he says about the celery. He says um, uh, it turns purple, and he goes, "What? What do you do then?" He goes, well, "I'd eat the celery. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for my teeth, if nothing else." I, I love, I love this version of Davison. I think he's really good. He should and, have been in it more, shouldn't he? Yeah, and I and I really like this. And this is what uh, season twenty-two Perry was like with Colin Baker, which I liked. But here, she's they're mates, aren't they? They yeah, they're acting as mates. They're talking to each other as mates. You get the feeling that they're this is sort of an everyday occurrence. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why Perry doesn't get more love. No, I, I, I think so. she should. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she has her knockers. As, as she, she does say. have her knockers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I know some someone that does want to give uh, Perry some love is uh, our character, isn't it? Showers Jack. We we see his hands. We do. And by God, aren't they hairy? They are very hairy. They yeah. put some makeup on them. He, he's got a, like a yeah. green tint. Yes, but I don't know whether that just shows up his hairy knuckles more. I mean, I've never, I've never seen anyone quite as hairy as that. At the moment, Possibly he's Matt almost Irvin. a caveman, Matt Irvin. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it was Matt hands. Irvin. Maybe he was a stand-in. Well, yeah, it could be yeah. hand model. <laughs> a hand, hand model. Um, also, at that about that time, we get um, you know some of our mercenaries here. Yes, we've, we've got Krelper, played by Roy Holder. Um, who I remember very well from Ace of Wands. Are you are you right. too uh, young too, to remember? Yeah, I'm too young for that. I don't remember Ace of Wands. I remember him from something as an ongoing character. Um, Maybe he was in Crossroads or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it could that. be something like that. Uh, he's always, he's pl- overplaying it a little bit. But then we get the, the absolutely fabulous Morris Reeves. Absolutely. I love yeah. him. He's so good. Uh, he came to attention to me in Danger UXB. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. He was a superb. I'm, I mean, he went off to America and had a very successful career. Good well, on. the thing that I most remember him for, even more than this, is he's in Last of the Mohicans. He's one of the, uh, um, the English... Yeah. Uh, army guys in Last of the Mohicans. Yes, yeah. He's, yeah, he's su- it, superb act. He's superb, but I tell you what, his headband irritates me because this is the time of Rambo, isn't it? You know, and he's yes, got that. Yeah. He's got that headband for absolutely no reason. Well, these these are very cliched gun runners, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, these are, and again, the, the the hand of Eric Saywood is written large over this. Yes. Story. Yes. Um, yeah, very macho. Macho dialogue, macho things. Their uniforms look incredibly hot because mm. they look like they're made out of um, like stuff you would make a sofa out of. Mm. Yeah, sort of uh, padded plastic type material. Really looks horrendous. Um, not sure why. I mean, considering they're gun runners, they're, these are not in the military. These are gun runners. It's nice that they've all got matching uniform and berets. Really, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know where they go to to get them. 
It's quite a surprise. I mean, this is a Robert Holmes script, and he's, you know, renowned for having his double acts. And here you've got Krelper and Stotts, but they hate each other. This isn't a a buddy-buddy thing at all, is it? You don't really get the... um, You don't get the Robert Holmes double actiness. And I I wonder again that this is... Because all of these characters behave in a very Eric Saywood way. Yes, I think think you're right. Everyone hates each other. So I'm not entirely sure how much input or how much of Robert Holmes's script they actually used in this. I'm thinking it was heavily script edited uh, because we've got none of the normal Holmesian touches. No. There's no, I mean, there are double acts in it, but not in the normal comedy way. You've got pairings, but like you say, every pairing other than the Perry and Doctor hate each other. Yes, yeah, and yeah, the, it, this is a dark story, and you know, Robert, yes. Holmes, Robert Holmes could do dark, but there's a nastiness about this. Yes, there's, there's an Eric Sayward nastiness about it. Yeah. Right? Robert Holmes would do dark, but dark and funny, or dark and whimsy, or dark. There was always a twinkle at yeah. the back of it. This story hasn't got it. This is just a nasty story this is and this is why this story doesn't sit that well with me you know it's all right but you know it's not it's not by any means a classic and it's certainly not up there for me in my you know top 10 doctor who stories ever yeah do you and again i I think it's place and there's a lot of it do you think had this not had the regeneration in do you think this would be thought of as highly i think i don't think so no 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 No. because i mean we're We'll talk about that shortly, you know, the end of it. But right now, what I'm seeing, if it didn't have that at the end, I think it would have just, you know, been grouped in with all the rest, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's quite run of the mill. It's not a bad story by any stretch, but it's not. I can't see it being the classic that so many people do. I mean, you know, if that's what you think, fair enough. But, yeah, no, it's not for me, you know. It's not a go-to if, oh, I fancy watching some classic Doctor Who. I won't go, oh, Cage of Caves of Androzani. Hmm. All right, well, they're they're hiding, um, you know, Stotts and Kelper um, and their mates, you know, when the Doctor and Perry enter this cave and they discover the weapons and the bombs and then they're immediately found by the survey team. And arrested as gun runners and taken to see Salatine, played by Robert Glenister. Yeah, who who was, I remember from Sink or Swim. Sink or Swim, where he was Peter Davison's brother, wasn't he? Now he, he was the, he was the layabout useless. Yes, and brother. I have not seen one second of that really? since since transmission. I mean, oh, I, I, I watched it back then, but I haven't seen repeats. I yeah. certainly haven't got it on video or DVD. But here, Robert Glenister. He is just, even when he's not playing the android, he is just so emotionless. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've got a problem with him because I can't distinguish which one is the android one and which is not because there's just no emotion in those eyes. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I, I don't have any sort of, you, you know, bond with that character whatsoever. Well, the, the only way you can tell them apart is that one's hair is slightly neater than the other. Oh, is that um, is that how they did it? Yeah, yeah. The 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 androids got very severe combed hair, whereas the real ones got a bit more floofy hair. Okay. Um, but but I suppose it's if they'd have been playing it completely differently, so the android is emotionless, but the real one is quite emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, given off emotion. Then then it would make the uh, the colonel general guy a complete idiot, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I suppose. Oh, why is, 
why is uh, uh, Salatine behaving oddly? Ah, it's perhaps it's perhaps he's just upset. Yeah. Um, weirdly, he um, yeah, you're, he plays it. Again, everyone plays this too straight, I think. It's humorless. Yeah. It's completely humorless. Yeah. Mm. No one's got any charm. Nope. Nope. And and this is when we get our first mention of Sharez Jack. Yeah. How it's going to be a yes. bad thing if he got gets hold of these weapons. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure what he's going to do with them. But no. Um, but the then case, we... case of old gas <laughs> weapons. We then go to Andrazani Major... And, and we meet yes. Morgus. Yeah, the, the budget the budget suddenly goes <sighs> down when you go to Anthony Major. I've got written down here, crappy set. Yeah, the set is very, very Spartan. Minimal. And also, I love, I love the fact that he's got cheap downpipe around his door yeah. to suggest it's some sort of airlock. Or and he's got a very leaky office. <laughs> I don't it know. might be that. And, and the view outside the windows oh, is rubbish. I've, I've got in here, the view looks like it was painted by a five-year-old. It's, it's something Rolf Harris would have knocked yeah. up in ten minutes, wouldn't it? You know? Do you see what it is yet? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he's talking to Frau Timmen, uh, this Frau woman. Timmen. Yeah, talk. she's very good. She's, she's all right. Good. I like Morgus. Um, evidently, this this whole idea of him speaking to camera wasn't planned, was it? <laughs> I've uh, got um, I've got written yeah. here that the reason he breaks the fourth wall yeah. is the actor misinterpreted the stage directions. Yeah. And Graham Harper liked it so much and told him to carry on doing it. But it's very distracting, especially near the end, where he just turns around and starts talking to us. Yeah, it makes no sense because no one else is doing it. I mean, it, I think, again, this is the sort of thing that, where people are, are going, oh, this is genius. And it's not really... It's, it's very mock Shakespearean, you know. Yeah. Talk to the audience. This person can't see that I'm actually a man and not a woman. <laughs> um it just doesn't work for a, a, a drama show because who's he talking to? Yeah. Is he talking to us? It's jarring, to isn't it? It's yeah. so jarring. Yeah. And this is where the weird, tight in fluid camera doesn't work because, because Frau Timmons speaking to him, you don't see him, you see that. And then he immediately turns around, but the camera's slightly off. Mm. And it's like his face just goes, rah, into the screen. Like, what the hell? It makes you jump. Give us a long shot, mate. Perhaps they couldn't. Perhaps the, um, perhaps the set was so bad they couldn't do a long shot. Again, I don't understand the classic status when you've got things like no. this going on. All right, well, we find out, you know, that... Uh, oh, we didn't mention also, the first shot we get of him is holding a, a Radio Rentals television remote. Covering up the logo. <laughs> yeah, but they don't even bother covering up the volume up or the no, no, no. ITV stroke ITV2 button in the yeah, corner. But his thumb is yeah. covering it yeah, up. Yeah, covering the Radio Rentals logo. <laughs> I mean, God, there must have been people watching that programme holding that remote. Going, yes. Oh, that's mine. prop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, we next find out that there's Android Rebels on yes. Androzani Minor and you know Sharaz Jack is involved um, Perry doesn't feel well uh, neither does the doctor um, but the general down there he of the moustache he, he hasn't a, he's not having any of it um, and we get a bit of a backfill the androids have been causing trouble for six months yeah um, they've captured a very small cave yes they've captured the Spectrox refinery in their first yeah. assault but Jack took the entire stockpile with him. Yeah, we're, we're 
and again, I'd love to know whether this was Robert Holmes' idea, because this smacks very much of Eric Saywood. We're squarely into uh, June yep. uh, here, so the, the spice melange is basically Spectrox, or the other way around. Um, and it's it's very... that It's, it's meant to be hard-hitting, and, oh, you know, this guy's the equivalent of uh, Pablo Escobar. And it's it, it hasn't aged well. No. I don't think it... I, I find this a lot, that a lot of 1980s sort of macho stuff at the time was macho. And, it, and I find this with Rambo and stuff like that as well. It now just comes across as a bit comical. Mm. Uh, and I, this is one of my major bugbears with this, is the unremitting macho-ness of this story. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's the only story where every single male character in it dies, including yep. the Doctor. Um, yeah, it's such a weird era. <laughs> I mean, when we do see, you know, Sharaz Jack, you know, he yes. is quite macho, you know, he's posturing, he's got his shoulders back and all like that. Yeah. I really think, I mean, when we see him for the first time, we get our first look at him. I mean, it's Travis, basically, isn't it? You yeah, know? yeah, it, it is, yeah. He's I mean, clad in black like leather. His, yeah, yeah, with a... With, I even like his design. Even his left hand has got a, yeah, a black true. leather glove on it. Yeah, I like the design of, of his suit. I especially like the design of his mask. Yeah, the, the the sort of Zulu-esque mm. mask. Yeah, re- really good. And it nicely made as well. Mm. Um, not the usual sort of paper mache style bit of tap. Um, you can sort of see where the budget went in this story. Uh, it just wasn't enough to cover the whole thing. But also, um, is it Christopher Gable, the actor? Yes. I've seen Clark Gable some reason. I know he No, that dead. wasn't him. Um, yeah, his ears were <laughs> stuck out. That would have been quite funny. Shall Especially if they cut holes in the mask yeah. for his ears to come out. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's really good. He's another one of those great voice actors. Isn't yes, he? yes. Um, he, he's the only one that's actually emoting in this story. Yes, but that uh, another problem I've got with this is because, you know, he's looking at that monitor showing the Doctor yep. and Perry and we get a close up of his, you know, his mouth and 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 the mask and he goes beautiful, you know, and immediately he's smitten with Perry. Now, I know yep. this is, you know, this is a riff on Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, this, but in, this in, is your this is your uh, namesake. It's it? my namesake. This yeah, yeah, Eric, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but he spells it with a K and I'm yep. with a C. But at least in that time, he builds up. There is an, an amount of time for him to become if infatuated yes. with the girl. But here, immediately, oh, this is what I want now, you know? Would, yeah. Don't forget, he's been stuck on this planet for six months with nothing but Android. Why doesn't he build himself a peri-shaped Android? In I fact, have never thought he, about that. Why hasn't he got female yeah. androids? Yeah. If he did build a peri range of androids, he could probably make more on that than selling Spectrox. Mm. Yeah, the the Shower's Jack Sex Toy Factory. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a note here coming up. I, I, my first note says uh, Morgus wants them executed straight away. Yes. Um, Stotts and Co. attack the patrol. But then I've got written down Shavage uh, Jack's hairy hand. Is that real? Fair. I've put. I think it's real. It looks real. <laughs> I studied this quite extensively. When I was watching it, because I thought that I thought, they made his hand up to be like a gorilla, and then you look at it and you think, no, that's that's the guy's hair. Oh mm. dear, hairy-handed man. You know, my mother warned me about hairy-handed men. Not <laughs> to be trusted. She was right. right. Gun yep. runners. Yeah. We also find Spectrox is the most valuable substance in the universe because yes. it, it it extends life, doesn't it? 
Yeah, but it's the most valuable substance in the universe. But they the the one place it comes from, which is in this very small, unrealistic cave system. Um, but why why isn't the entire army there? Yeah, because the whole public, the the entire public yeah. of of major, de- are demanding the spectrox. Yeah, but all we, we get we... is stops <coughs> and his mercenaries. Yeah, it's it's a. I know they're they're sort of saying they're implying that because uh, um, what's it, not Mag- Magus, isn't it? What's his name? Morgus. Morgus. Because he's playing both sides off, so he's. He's he's sort of he's doing the the drug running and he's meant to be stopping them and but it makes no sense because if this was the most valuable substance in the universe and that without it people are dying and it prolongs they would just go and occupy this planet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, what? How many androids has Jack got? I mean, not many. Handful, yeah, yeah, not many. Um, and they're led out to execution. You know, the yes. Doctor and Perry in their red uh, yeah, garbs. Quite. Quite grimness, quite, quite adult in its own way. It's, I mean, can, I can, I'm just trying to picture a, you know, a young, a young family. They sit down with their kids to eat tea and watch Doctor Who. And there it's he like, is executed. Yeah, executed. I mean, that's how Episode One ends with them yeah. being executed. Um, do you remember? Um, yeah, I, I remember how you reacted it. to that. And I, I thought. That they that you know that they've probably been replaced with androids since that was right, but yeah, I remember it, think watching the first and thinking, oh, okay, that's a strong that's a strong end of episode. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to part two tomorrow night. Um, right. So it obviously worked, but it is it's quite grim for a yeah. If you've got like a seven or an eight year old, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. this isn't the master using a fictitious web this is people being oozed down oozed i do like this yeah <laughs> i do like that they put like little light blobs on for some reason oh that's part to two try and make that it, is yeah, say, rubbish it's futuristic it is so bad yeah. i mean blake seven in character we used to have our you know um terrible uh video yes. effect tally that would have gone on it that is absolutely that awful yeah yeah but shortly after that that's when the doctor and perry meet uh jack for the first time yes. Doctor. Damned Perry. Welcome indeed. I've been so looking forward to this meeting. Shara's Jack, I perceive. What remains of him? Sit down. You must be tired. Thank you. Yeah, and Shara's Jack immediately he's, he gets a bit he gets a bit handsy, doesn't he, with Perry? The Doctor does not exist. I think it's quite funny yeah. how, uh, you, you know, the Doctor's trying to, you know, introduce himself. And he he has only eyes for Perry, hasn't he? Yeah. And this, uh, Peter Davison used to say this was would happen in real life, didn't he? That, and it, even in his regeneration scene, that all eyes are on Perry. Well, and boy. That, and that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think he's channeling real life here. Because the look on his face is superb. Yes. <laughs> I why like does the... every uh, Why does every monster and alien instantly fall in love with Perry? Well, there's two good reasons. Two good uh. reasons. I mean, no, but I mean, she's 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 a, an incredibly pretty young lady, and she's a lovely lady. But why are these aliens falling yeah. in love with her? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised the androids don't actually. No. 
Yeah. They had good androids. I like the android yeah. faces, you know, with the, this circular eye thing, you know? There is a... Yeah, the, the androids are good designs because they haven't gone too over the top on it. There is one scene, I think, in episode three where you see the android's hand and they're wearing, like, gardening gloves and there's a hole in it. And you think, bloody hell, <laughs> by episode three, the costumes are falling apart. Falling apart, yep. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, we find out that Jack was a sol- uh, soldier, a doctor before yes. turning to androids. I don't know if you're a, a surgeon, you know, what makes you actually start looking into working with androids, but that's what he did. Yeah, I don't I mean, is it a natural sort of progression? I could see if it was like if they were androids in the replicant sense, but they don't appear to be, do they? they no, they no, no. That, they're clearly androids. androids except yeah. when they're an android of, you know, um, Salatine and the Doctor yes. and Perry, in which case, you know, they can pass for human, you know? Yeah, so perhaps they are. Perhaps there is an organic component to them. Yeah. I tell you what I don't like about Shara's Jack, and I like the costume, I like his mask. I don't like that fake eye on his mask. With eyelashes, it's complete yeah. with eyelashes, isn't it? Yeah, it um, doesn't quite work, does it? No. And we also find out there's something going on between him and Morgus, because he, he will give yeah. the mercenaries all the Spectrox in exchange for Morgus's head. Yeah, you, you, they're not subtle in the backstory hatred of these two characters. Um, again, very, very sort of soap opera-ish that that your t- two main characters have a history and hate each other, don't they? It's, yeah. You know, it's a bit, bit cliched again. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, Salatine at this point tells the Doctor and Perry that they're dying from uh, the Spectrox poisoning. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's, he's a bit annoyed because he thinks, because he's obviously such a boring character that he thinks the minute someone else turns up, Jack's going to have him killed because he can talk to them. Yes. Uh, so he, yeah, he's a bit down in dumps, and then he realizes they're dying, and it's the one bit of emotion that uh, uh, he puts into this performance, and he's he's quite happy that he's like, ah, oh, you're gonna die. Yes. Yeah. But he also says there is a cure. Um, yeah. This milk from a queen bat. This, uh, yeah, it's lucky this, isn't it? That there's a a cure. Yeah. Um, that's supposedly incredibly difficult to get hold of, but then yeah. later on the doctor gets it with barely an inconvenience. Yeah, according to him right now, there's no air down there, Yeah. plus the magma creature is down there. But that makes it... Because they're saying there's no air down there. What? You can't take breathing apparatus. Hmm. You know, it's a... Yeah, it's a bit... Uh, what's the word? Amateurish, this bit. And also the fact it's, they say that the queen bat is dormant right now, yes, i.e. you don't yeah. have to show her. You know? Yeah, she's she can be portrayed by half a prop and a matte painting. Yes, I still I still love the fact that 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 at the end of his tenure as a doctor, Peter Davison would ask to milk the teats of a giant bat. <laughs> that almost smacks that they were winding him up at this point. Why didn't we see it? I want I want yeah. to see that bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like um, it'd be like. Luke Skywalker milking that weird creature and drinking its milk, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. good lord. Oh. Um, uh, uh, Perry wonders... How do you milk a bat? <laughs> we should ask the doctor. Yeah. When we next see Peter Davison at a convention, we yeah. should ask him... How did you milk a bat? 
Can you, through the uh, the uh, the art yeah. of mime, show <laughs> us how you milk a queen bat? <laughs> also, is it? He's he's realistically he's just sexually assaulted that creature, hasn't he? Yes. A a queen bat happily sleeping, and he's gone along and sexually assaulted it. Yep, yep. She should be coming after him big time. I reckon so. Yeah. I, Mate. I caught Kate. You know, in Trial of a Time Lord, when the time instead of instead of the Valyard not coming, the bat strolls in, and the Doctor goes, "Oh God, it's her!" I reckon that's an upcoming Thirteenth Doctor yeah, story I where think the, so, yeah. the bat comes looking for revenge. The bat comes in with a Me Too badge. On. <laughs> Me too. All right. Okay. Well, shortly after that, that's when Perry wonders aloud to the Doctor why uh, Shara's Jack wears the mask. Yeah. Emotional sort of fellow. Why does he always wear that hood? I want to know why. You, with your fair skin and features. You want to see the face under here? Diane! You're wise. Even I can't bear to see or touch myself. I was once... Once comely. Was always a lover of beauty. Now I have to live in this exile. I have to live amongst androids because androids do not see as we see. What happened? Morgus. Why I ever trusted that fessonine bag of spoil! I built an android with a workforce to collect and refine the spectrox. We'd agreed to share the profits. But he'd already planned my death. When the mud burst caught me without warning, how he must have gloated. But I tricked him. I reached one of the baking chambers, and I survived. Just. You were burned? Scalded, near to death. The flesh boiled. Hanging from the pole. I lived. I lived so that one day I could revenge myself on that inhuman monster. I shall. Um, she says, I mean, she's a bit insensitive here, isn't she? she says he's clearly, standing right yeah. behind her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says he, he even he can't bear to look at himself. He, yeah. he says that he was once comely. Yeah, that's a weird word, phrase. I have never there. called myself yeah. comely. Have you ever called yourself comely? No, even I, on I your really wedding haven't. day. On yeah, your wedding day, were you comely? No, I've never looked at a photo from the wedding and thought, what a comely... What a comely was. chap. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird, weird phrase it. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just if this was a Pip and Jane Baker script, I would understand that. But we're veering into camp yeah. now, aren't we? Yes, a bit. yes, yeah. we are a little bit. Yes, yeah, and we find out that Morgus is responsible. Um, yes, Jack had worked with him, and there, there had been a mud burst, and and was left by Morgus to die, and and we get. You know, I think this is Robert Holmes, you know, flesh boiled, hanging from the bone. That's very yeah. Robert Holmes, isn't it? Very Robert Holmes. It doesn't match what we see later on. No, um, no. And how it turns you green, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Also, I can't really picture Morgus being a 
a drugs runner and, and doing no. this. I don't. Doesn't ring true. No. He's more of a pay someone else to do it sort of guy. Yes, yeah. Um, the doctor de- deactivates the android. Um, yes. Fooling him because you know he's not human. And, yeah. and a and lo- lovely scene. Again, we don't get ma- we don't get enough of these type of scenes where the doctor's inhumanity is an asset and it saves him. It's nice. It reminds us again that this is an alien. Well, it's the two heart thing, isn't it? Yeah. And that was a Robert Holmes, you know, invention. That's, yeah, that's he, true. Yeah. He came up with that idea. Yeah. But uh, as good as that is, we've got that terrible ending of part two where the Doctor is cowering behind a polystyrene rock yes, as, as the magma creature yeah. looms. You know what? These reminded me of the, uh, the, the Magars from uh, Journey to Center of the Earth. No, not yeah. Journey to Center of the Earth. At, yeah, the, Earth's no, at, at the Earth's core. Yeah that, yeah, that crap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wish they'd have made the Magar noise. I love that noise. Well, <laughs> well I, I, I would just say here, we have featured the Magars on Effectively Speaking yeah, yes. at the Earth's Core. And yeah, folks, if, if, if you want to truly uh, experience some shocking sound effects, they are on that one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, and part three starts with the Doctor just running away because the magma yeah. creature attacks the uh, mercenaries and he runs away. And we have the real... He doesn't really need to run, does he? Because this thing don't move very fast. He waddles, really, doesn't he? he? Away, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he, he moves away as far as he can in a very small set before he leaves the set. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And the real Salat- Salatine takes Perry to the general. Uh, Jack tells Stotts to take the Doctor to Androzani Major and goes off to find Perry. Um, Salatine has no emotion, I've got written down here, whether he's an yeah. android or not. Yeah, um, the, and again, the Android was a good copy because it, it acts the same way as it. Yeah, that's a good template. And I've again written here terrible music. Yeah, very intrusive music. It doesn't yes. really allow any atmosphere to build up. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, I've got breathless doctor, uh, but that's okay because he's ill at, the, at yeah, this point. He's, he's not well, so we, I think we can forgive him that he's uh, he's a bit COVIDy. Yeah. Oh, Morgus, right? Yes. What is the whole point of the subplot with the president? Because at that point, he kills the president. But you don't really need any of that, do you? Well, I, I think this is filler. This is pure and simple filler. Because it goes nowhere. I mean, you get the idea that the president might blackmail him. So he kills him. But it's nothing. It's not, it's not sort of built up or, or any detail put into it. It's just mm. to give. It's. I think it, part part of it possibly is to show what an evil man Morgus is. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. How ambitious could, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but it, I mean, it would have been it would have been more shocking if he hadn't have killed the president. Yeah, I suppose because because you expect this is so again very cliched bad guy behaviour. I don't like the president. He's not convincing either. That's the president of Earth. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't buy that. No. Um, also, have you ever been in a lift where the doors will open when the lift's not there? Uh, no, not at all. No, this seems to happen a lot in films. Yes. I, I, I'd love to know what the statistics are of people falling down lift shafts in real life. Spiraling, spiraling slowly yes. down. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah, in, a, in a very word way. Well, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Sharaz Jack tells Perry the Doctor's gone, and that she'll soon yes. forget him. Uh, ending with the line, do you think I am mad? I am mad, he says. 
Yes, I'm mad for you, Perry. Hmm. Yes, and we've next got the Doctor um, in this. You never see the ship properly. No. Yeah, yeah you, don't ship. Really, you don't really see. You see it in space, don't you? Briefly. You don't see it. Yeah, you don't but see yeah, it Graham Harper, off, there was much more to do with the special ah. effects of the ship flying through space and especially the ship crashing. But he, right. he, he thought, no, this is rubbish. So they cut it all down. So all you've got, really, is Peter Davison in a chair. Yes. And that's the cockpit of the spaceship. Yeah, this, again, coincidentally, this is very similar to um, Frontier in Space, isn't it? Mm. That it's it's uh, both not a lot in it and incredibly rushed. Yes. You know, but we do, I suppose we, you know, we, we, we have to make time for the interminable scenes of Peter Davison being chased across the sands later on. Oh, so. boy, that's filler goes on a lot doesn't it yeah but before that i do like the fact that when 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 he sat there in the chair we keep seeing what's going to be seen as to be the regeneration effect yeah well the doctor's fighting off and he's fighting off the regeneration and i thought that was a new who thing but it's not he is fighting off the regeneration isn't he yeah there's precedent for it Mm. what's really interesting is that perry had much more of the spectrox on her she's got a worse case of spectrox toxemia um she's a human much weaker than the doctor yet the doctor's dying quicker hmm isn't it although he's running about and she's having a kit yeah he's but, trying to run around yeah yeah, yeah she's yeah. comatose basically but i do i do this is this is quite rightly held up as some of the best scenes certainly in davison's tenure as the doctor i love this where he's trying to take the ship back he's like say he's fighting the regeneration stops uh as trying to get through the door and then you get the the the, one of the best davison end of episode scenes ever yeah no 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 Um, i I agree i like it i don't like the line from stott saying i'll murder you when i get through that's a terrible line you're a dead man when i get through would have been far better than i'll murder you when i get through You know? Well, yeah. It, I mean, it's yeah. I'll kill you would have been better than I'll murder you. Yeah, I'll murder you. Yeah. No, oh, I'll spifflicate you, mate. <laughs> but and that's how you know episode three ends. Episode four starts with him um, landing the ship, although we yeah. don't see Crashing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah again, to... we we cut from he. There, luckily, there's a another exit off the flight deck. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that lucky? Though? That we didn't so, know about. Yeah, so he nips out and then, boom, he's on the planet running. They um, can't even afford... I mean, even Blake Seven could afford a ladder. Yeah. No, you don't see it. Right. He's running, and boy, does he run he for ages it. across that quarry. Yeah. Um, and again, total filler, because they get catch him at the end of it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's intercut by Salatine being killed. You know, just... Like yes. that. He's just shot. He well, says, well, this, don't worry, they won't shoot us. Yeah, and they do. This annoys, this annoys me as well, is the fact that... So the, Salatine gets killed because he's got quite a clever plan of feeding false information to the android Salatine. Mm-hmm. But he must know that they can see through walls. Yes. It, it makes no sense. But then, he, yeah, he's killed arbitrarily. We don't even get a lingering shot on him going, ah, how That's long distance, isn't it? It's totally yeah, long dead. distance, him being killed. It's um, so grainy that it might not even be him. <laughs> um, Morgus arrives, and yes. he wants Stotts to get him the Spectrox. Um, and that's when we've got a big fight between Sharaz Jack and the General. 
they have this tussle and uh, the general manages to dislodge Jack's mask. Yeah, and, and screams like a two-year-old encountering a spider for the first time. Yes. Because um, th- Shavis Jack is not that hideous. No. Uh, and it, again, there's a slight a slight sort of unsavoriness that that people shy away from this person that they know has been disfigured. It's mm. a bit... I mean, you, in real life, if you did that, that's a bit unfeeling, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it God, is, you're rather. ugly! Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, he's thrown out through the door into the yes. mud burst, which we yeah, don't really some, see. Yeah, some stock footage of the mud yeah. burst. Well, the reason we got stock footage is there was meant to be more to this, but gr- again, Graham Harper didn't like the effect, ah, right. so he said, use something else. Yeah, because you've got that... There's, there's a window there, and I, I thought... <coughs> oh, there's going to be the shot of the mud all going past yeah. the window. You don't even get any of that. Did we mention that um, that uh, Morgus has been deposed? No, that's coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's the next, the next bit, yeah. But just before that, that's when Sharaz Jack goes back to Perry. Perry yeah. sees what he looks like and yeah. screams, which sends him scuttling under the table. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't take it well, does he? No, no. And that's when Morgus calls for Frau Timon who sat, sat at his desk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, she... I, yeah I, with the Perry scene, I, I would have liked it if Perry hadn't have screamed, if she'd have gone, well, you're not that bad. You know, some, yeah. Something a bit a bit getting away from this cliched stock reaction. Hmm. Yeah. But you know, that's the Timmins scene next, isn't it? She yeah, she's yeah, stabbed right, him in the yeah. back, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, she, she's Again, she's really good, and she's... Yeah, basically. And I, I like he goes, I, I don't quite like this tone, Frau Timmin. <laughs> I like the my wa- chair. I like the way he says about, you know, yeah. well, who who has given all these people yes. with this information? It, well, it was me. You know? right, but he, he, he does it in a, a very sort of Trumpian way, doesn't he? Where he knows he's lying, but he said, who's given this, uh, this these false lies. Yes. Who's spreading these lies? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, next bit we've got is when Stotts goes with Morgus. Yeah, so, um, so, uh, so Morgus wants the, all of the drug, the remaining four, three drug runners to yeah. go with him. And they quite rightly don't want to go because their attitude is, I've got enough. I'm not, yeah. I don't need to risk my life. I've got two um, kilos. Uh, yeah, I've got two, two kilos. I mean, I don't know how long that'll last or what it's worth, but a few quid, I imagine. Um and then you get a really nice scene where um, uh, where Morris Reeves go, stops, goes, uh, you know, I, I'll see you later, and then just goes around a corner, and then comes around and guns them down. And um, mows them down, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really nice scene. I mean, he's a bit of an idiot. He's just fired a projectile weapon at two people stood in front of the spaceship controls. True, true. You know. But I do think that's Eric Saywood rather than yes, Robert oh, Holmes as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, after that, the Doctor finds um, Charez and Perry. She is so beautiful. So very beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. Jack, how is she? She's dying, Doctor. She has Vectrox toxin. I know. Come on, Perry. 
more like it. Goodbye, John. No, no, Terry, don't give up. You mustn't give up. What was that? Celery. It's a powerful restorative where I come from. Unfortunately, the human olfactory system is comparatively feeble. Jack. You know this cure, Professor Jack, it's discovered. The milk of the queen bats, of course, but the dormant queens cannot be reached. There's little oxygen in those levels. It's our only chance, Jack. Now, you know where the queen bats are. Of course. When I first came here, my androids obeyed and mapped the whole system. If only Salatine were here, I could send him down, possibly save our life. I'm going down. Now, show me the route. It's here, 200 meters down, but you'll collapse before you get there. I can store oxygen for several minutes, Jack. Now, you must do everything you can to keep our temperature down until I get back. Doctor, wait. I have just one oxygen cylinder left. I used it when I went to the baking chamber until they finally they run out in an instant. And, yeah. uh, you know, Perry is near death at this point. Well, so is the Doctor, isn't he? Well, weirdly, it's got this weird little scene where the, the android uh, Saratine comes in and Shara's Jack is like, cuddle me, hug me. No, 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 no that's after that the later? death. Oh, no, no, that's, that's after, later. Sorry. That's later because, yeah. Oh, yeah, he sends Davison off, doesn't he? Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes, before, yeah, but even before he goes off, we've got what you said earlier. We've got the celery up the nose scene, you oh, know. Oh, it, yeah. Why does he do that? Because he says to Sharis Jack, you know, that celery has this property where it can yeah, reinvigorate you. Property, yeah. yeah, but humans don't have sophisticated enough, you know, noses. Yeah. So why are you doing it in the first place, mate? I know. And yet yeah. it works because she, she goes, oh, celery soup. Celery it soup, so yes, yeah. Um, it does make me wonder, though, if the doc so the Doctor, Time Lords, or Gallifreyans, the Doctor's got super sensitive uh, nose sniffery. Um, so some of, some of the companions he's been with, it must have been a bit torturous, mustn't it? I would have thought so. Jamie sometimes, definitely. Oh, Jamie, yeah, he would have been a bit musky, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and and Charest tells the Doctor where the Queen Bat lives. Yes, and, he points and, to that because they've only got they've got a pathetically rendered BBC Micro map, haven't they? Yes, yes. Um, it reminded me there was a Doctor Who game called The Minds of Terror or something, and that had a map like that. In it. Oh, it's right, right. Is that. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah, he just points vaguely. He says, <laughs> he goes, you can show me where it is, and he points vaguely at this map, and the Doctor knows from that. What? Yeah, it's like yeah. one line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he goes down there. He goes down yes. there. He he finds, you know, the, the magma the beast dead. No, no, before oh, yeah, that. He finds it, the magma beast, yeah. Yeah, the magma beast is yeah. dead. And that's when Morgus and Stotts find Jack, Jack and Perry. And, and you know, Charez, he takes his mask off. What do you think of the unmasked Charez, I Jack? So. I think so. It, it reminded me a bit of um, Magnus Greel, mm. Talents of Wintrang. Um, I don't think it's... It's, it, it's not what it needed for this story. It should have been skeletal... It should have been Lon Chaney Senior, yeah, yeah, shouldn't exactly, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. This, I mean, this doesn't look that bad, to be honest. I tell you what, the makeup they've put on, you know, the actor's face makes him look very podgy. He's very round in the face compared to when you see him. He's quite slim, isn't he? When you see him when he's in his black leathers with the mask on. But because they've put so much latex on his face, it actually makes him look quite a bit of a chubby chappy. Yeah, it should, should have been scarier. It should have been very scarier. Yeah. And um, at that point, I mean, that's when um, Charis Jack kills Morgus. Yes. Yeah, puts um, his head in a lampshade. Yeah. Oh, no, no, hang of... on. Before that, Charis Jack is shot 
by Stoltz, isn't he? Stoltz oh, shoots yeah, yeah, Charis Jack. Yeah, Charis Jack is, is trying to force Morgus back into that laser thing. Stoltz comes in and fires off one shot, which, again, he, he must be a great shot. So perhaps he didn't damage the control panel the other time. Because, yeah. yeah, one shot and he hits Charis Jack. Yes. But then the robot... Salatine. Um, Salas, Salatine comes in and machine guns stops down. So that's the end of Stotzi. Yes. Um, and then Jack kills Morgus by yes. putting him his head in that thing, whatever yeah, that in, thing in is. The laser or the, it looks yeah. like Dr. Plaxton's thing from Blake it 7. It does, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you for remembering. Yeah. Um, and then dies in the arms of the robot Salatine. Yeah, yeah he's like, hug me, Salatine. Yes. I need a hug, see. Oh, yeah, it dies in the arms of the robot. Do you think that mud burst, if it came into that, you know, into that room and, you know, melted everything, to this day you've got a skeleton robot of Salatine holding a skeleton Morgus. Uh, well, so, yeah, sorry, th- Jack in his arms. I think it would be like um, Universal's House of uh, Frankenstein where mm. they, they, they drain the, um, the sulfur pit thing and there's... Frankenstein there holding the skeleton of um, Boris Karloff, mm. Dr. Neiman. I think it'd be like that. Why did, because the doctor comes in and he, he sort of works his way around uh, uh, Charis Jack's corpse. And why doesn't he say to um, Salatine, get out, save yourself? No respect for this robot. No, no, not at all. You know. No, he's and off. Yet, yeah, yeah, he rescues bloody chameleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, all eyes are on Perry. For the next yes. ten minutes, literally, aren't they? They are. Yes, per- Perry is uh, uh, is the centre of attention. <laughs> oh, there's something that's the centre yeah. of attention all across those mud flats outside the TARDIS yeah. door, and then we go in and we have his regeneration. Where do you yes. rank this regeneration scene on all the regenerations? I, I think this is probably my favourite regeneration. I think scene it's my favourite too. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's lovely, reverential. It's got theatre. It's got pace. I love the sound effect. I love the visuals on it. This is better than any of the new regenerations. Yes. I mean, up till now, regenerations have been uh, either a crossfade <laughs> or sort of almost off camera, haven't they? So mm. this is the first time we see a proper regeneration. I much prefer this than the nonsense yellow bloody fire coming yeah. out of sleeves and stuff um, I, yeah we get to see like I say we get to see that that uh, almost almost the like the the howl around titles from William Hartnell's time yes which we then go oh that's what we saw earlier really yeah. clever um, and then we get we get some visitations don't we we do. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that in behind the scenes. But I, I, <laughs> I, I like how it builds up. He, he goes, is this death before it yeah. starts? He's not sure. Any. He says it feels different this time. feels different this ta- yeah. time. You know, and, and yes, we do. We get that graphic of the thing. Yeah. And the sound is terrific. You know, yeah. Yeah. ending with that doom noise that when Colin Baker sits up. Yeah. This was, uh, I used to do like pathetic mix tapes when I had my... I had a, a little black and white telly that I had a cassette recorder built into the top. So I would do I would do theme music tapes and put a bit of dialogue on it. And I had the Doc Two theme, and I had this section mm-hmm. recorded. And so I used to listen to it over and over again. And it, it, the the soundscape is superb on it. Mm, yeah, really well thought out. I do love though. You know, I've seen it 
numerous times, you know, and on the audio commentary, you know, you have Peter Davison during this scene about how the camera angles chosen for prior, just prior to the regeneration. I mean, I've written it down, what he says on the audio commentary. He says, I'm acting my heart out, but what are you looking at? (laughs) Because, again, we're back down the cleavage, aren't we? Down the cleavage, yeah. It's a a nice nice cleavage shot of Perry. This is, because on the DVD, there's, there's the raw footage from camera B. Mm. of this whole sequence and how they did it and it's fascinating the the way they did this but it's also what uh, what else is fascinating is the utter disdain that the people making this have got for the two actors or the three actors it's very matter of fact isn't oh, it oh god it's like uh yeah go back start then, over there yeah and then nicola bryant says to the that the the floor manager woman um if i go back there i i'll, I'll have to move the file and she goes Oh, don't worry about a file. It's like totally contemptuous of her. And she's very polite, Nicola Bryant. She's like, yep, okay, all right. So Nicola Bryant trying to say this will be a continuity error, and and it's like, ah, just shut up. Shut up, actor. Go and stand in the corner. Mm. But it is terrific. You know, we see his past companions, you know, and it builds and builds, and we get the the, 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 the master, and then, yeah. I love love Anthony Die, Doctor. Die. Die, Doctor. Yeah. Ever to his last pantomime in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then up he sits. Up, yeah. up sits Colin. Yeah. Up sits Colin, the best part of the, the show. And I've said before, if yeah. this was the Doctor, Colin's Doctor was like this, yeah. I would have been smitten, you know. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, yeah, from this I, moment. I, yeah. But this is, this is a superb, like, it's not even 30 seconds of Colin Baker, is it? It's... So it's like you get the Perry um, doctor and he goes, you're expecting someone else? It's brilliant. It's yeah. pinpoint. I like the way um, he looks over his shoulder when yeah. he says that as well. You know, he can't even be yeah. bothered to uh, turn around and look at her, you know. Yeah, and, arrogant and yeah. wonderful. And the eye, eye, eye. Three eyes in one sentence. Sounds a very egotistical young lady. Interestingly, on the first take that they didn't use, which they show on the DVD, he completely says different lines. He, he says that the three eyes that makes you seem very egocentric. Mm. I prefer is, what they yeah. used. I, I do. I do. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just we're used to it, but yeah, this this regeneration. In fact, from once they re- go back into the TARDIS, this is this is the best Doctor Who possibly of the eighties. Yeah. No, I I love this yeah. regeneration scene. I really yeah. do. I think it's terrific stuff. Yeah. All right, okay, well, Sharaz Jack, let's get back to Sharaz Jack, all right? Yes. And um, you know what's happening now. We've got to assess not only Sharaz Jack today, we've got to assess the magma creature as well. Oh yeah, oh I'm sorry about this. Um, so, who are we doing first? Let's do Jack first, okay? okay. Sharaz Jack. What do you reckon on Sharaz Jack for design? Uh, I really like his design. I'm. I'm not. I, I, he's got a weird yoke thing going on. But yeah, you're right. It's very Travis Mark II. I'll tell you something else it reminds me of. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Danger Diabolic? Yes, yeah. Very, very much so. That yeah. skin, skin fitting mask. I was just thinking, if it, can you imagine if this was, had been played by Brian Croucher? Do you think oh. there would have been a few more flaws when he looked at Perry? This is who Brian Croucher should have been as. as um, Oh, what's his name? Blake Seven in character. The, the guy with the, you know, 
the neck car, uh, neck brace. Oh, and, um, yeah. Uh, uh, begins uh, with S. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chivan. Chivan. Yeah, why yeah. couldn't he have been like this? That would have been yeah. brilliant. Yeah. What actually, I, I would pay to see this re-edited with Chivan in instead of Sharon's <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, uh, yeah. That, that that might have actually brought it up for me. Yeah, yes, that yeah. would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> if anyone don't know who we're talking about, go go and um, go and find uh, the episode of Blake Seven in character. Uh, yeah, in character. Yeah, where, where we, we talk about Shaban. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but from a design-wise, what do you think yeah. of a Charis? Um, I, I think he gets a solid eight for me. An it's eight. A good design. I love the mask. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't go anywhere near that high. Really? Yeah, I'm just trying to do the maths. Um, I put six and a half. Oh, right. Because that's close-ish. I, I, I like the outfit. There's nothing too, you know, um, you know, uh, unique about it. I like the mask, but I don't like that fake eye. Um, yeah, the eye is a is a is a silly thing, but I think it. Yeah, I think as a design, it compared to what we've had recently in Doctor Who. All right. Okay. I think, yeah. All right. Well, the average on that is seven point two five, which right. puts him in the same caravan as the Vampires of Venice. Yep. And the uh, the Ancient One Hemavore. All right. Yeah, I think he's about the same level. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. That's come out okay. Okay. What about the magma creature though, for the uh, design? For design. Um, I've seen the original design for this somewhere. It's in one of the books I've got. All right. The, you know the line drawing of it. Um, I, I I think they were they were on a hide into nothing here. The Doctor Who's never done this style of creature well. I don't know what the hell they were thinking of. Um, I I can't. This is a four. Blimey, you you you're scoring high today because I gave it a one. A one, wow. Because it's I, rubbish. Yeah. It it's just your stock standard cliche. Yeah. Nothing, you know. Oh blimey! So, oh blimey! So what's that give it? A th- two and a half. Two, yeah. two and a half, which puts him in with the CGI werewolf. Yep. All right. That's, that's about. That's where. That's that could be the double act there. Right. Well, let's see like about. Two is. Well, that <laughs> very often on design, design yeah. scores higher than yes. effectiveness. All right. Yeah. So so let's go effectiveness on Sharez Jack. What do you think about Sharez Jack? If we would. If we were discussing like episodes one and two, I think he would score high for me. I don't like, I don't like the way he des- descends into madness. I think it's very hammy, mm. um, almost as if they were trying to do a, a silent era style phantom. It, yeah. yeah, phantom. It did, just didn't work for me. So, so I'm I'm going to go a six for for this. For, that's for, exactly what I've got. Six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's the only one at six. All right. right. Nobody else has got a six. Okay. He's in a cave of his own. Yes, a cave of his own. Above him, in the level above of caves, you've got Santaran's Strax. All right. Okay. And below him, you've got the Axon Monster and the Web of Fear Yeti. All right. I think he's in good. So that's not too bad. But how effective was the uh, magma creature? Uh, not effective at all. I'd, I'd go one on this one. I've gone one as well. <laughs> yeah. If they'd have, if they'd have just shown its hands or perhaps its face, then this could have worked. It looks like I mean, it's it, made out yeah. of plastic, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it. It looks like what it is a, uh, a, a suit made on the cheap. Yes. It's, it's not. It's not even up to like 
Godzilla at his worst, is it? It's it's just not good at all. There, it, there was a, a recent Thirteenth um, Doctor story where there was these where she travelled back to like fourteenth century France or something, and there was these this nunnery being attacked by a creature, and uh, that that sort of handled a creature designed well in that it kept it only showed it from certain bits. You saw the jaw, and it was dead creepy. And I thought this. Because the face of this monster, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just, it's shot in a diabolical manner. Yeah, yeah. How often does this happen in Doctor Who? That well, we're going to find out, yeah. aren't we? We're going to find out. All right. Okay, <laughs> well, taking those two into account, we get an adversary rating. And Sharaz Jack. Sharaz Jack. Uh, Shiraz, yeah. He yes. likes his wine. Yes, <laughs> he likes his wine red. Uh, gets a 6.6, .6, all right? Which puts him just below the Hemovores from Curse of Fenric, okay. but just above the Web of Fear Yeti. So he's in he's in some classic yeah competitions. Sort of he's area. slotted so, yeah, in there. I think that's all right. Yeah. yeah, and then the magma creature is joint second bottom. All right, uh, with the uh, the werewolf, the CGI yeah. werewolf, and Santaran Store. Oh, Derek Deadman again. See, I. I I would, I would pay to see a boxing match between the Magma Creature and Store. That would be good. Yeah, only if the Magma Creature w wins. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think it would cheat. The Magma <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, behind the scenes, right? right. Now, this story, originally, uh, by Rod Robert Holmes, was going to be called Chain Reaction. Okay. And it's the first story Robert Holmes wrote since The Power of Kroll in 1978. Yeah. Uh, because John Nathan Turner had brought in this thing where, no, we've got to only use new writers. Yeah, I think there was an element of John Nathan Turner didn't like anyone with more experience than him. Mm, because yeah. then, obviously, it's that whole power thing. So he, he shied away from using classic writers, which I think was a mistake. Yes, um, I think I also, so. I mean, I, I think Robert Holmes was a, a genius in his day, but I think... Certainly, by power of crawl onwards, he wasn't the same caliber as he was in his heyday. No, no, uh, I don't think so. I think, I think they it very much he was he was coasting on his his glory days. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I said earlier, you know, there was industrial action and a strike. Yeah. Um, and that caused some delays. Um, as a result, you know, there were two sequences that had to be cut. One is the Doctor meeting the magma creature at the end, yep. but also at the very beginning How of the story. How is he going to fight it off? It falls off a cliff, apparently, at the end. Yeah. I don't know but how well, he, he yeah. gets it to falling off a cliff. Um, scared of celery. Maybe, maybe, or the smell of celery, yes. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning, when they first arrived, the doctor was going to tell Perry that the reason they were going there was because, as a boy, the doctor had started a blown glass bottle collection, which okay. was yeah, yeah, which was made from glass, made from sand from different planets. Okay. And, yeah, and he had lost his Androzani bottle, and decided to return there to get some more sand to make another glown blast glass bottle oh god i'm glad they cut that yeah and to <laughs> which so the doctor dies trying to pick up a tatty souvenir a bit of sand to make another yeah. bottle yes yeah and um and to which perry was going to say you're such a pain doctor all right 
And that did actually make it through to the final thing. They did that whole voiceover thing. A lot of the times you yes, just see them in yeah. distance. And, and the, profess, uh, the, the doctor professes to say, I am not a pain. That's a reference back to that uh, original oh, right. sequence I, that yeah, wasn't there. I wondered, I wondered about that. Because, yeah, it's quite obviously a voiceover that, that's been ADR'd and it doesn't match at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of it. And also oh, the yeah. whole thing about him interested in the glass, that's yeah. part of it as well. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what previous incarnation of the Doctor led Robert Holmes to think they would be interested in Glass bottles, yeah. Is there, is there a room in a TARDIS with just... Wall to wall, bottle with glass cheap flowing, tatty bottles <laughs> and, and glass poodles and that. Glass poodles, there's a the thing. Hell, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass from the past, that. No, oh, very good. Actually, yes. I could see Hartnell collecting them. Yeah, none of the others though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon Hart- Hartnell's doctor in the TARDIS toilets has got a knitted poodle toilet roll cover. Yes, yeah, I can totally believe that. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for the regeneration, it was decided to yeah. use special, specially filmed, you know, moments with yes. his past yeah. companions. Okay, um, so they were all brought back for it, um, but they had to sp- spend out more money for um, uh, Matthew Waterhouse because his contract was up. And I also, hope I hope he screwed him for as much as he could get. I, I hope so as well. Sarah yeah. Sutton as well. Uh, she had already left. They had to pay her to come back. Yeah. And Gerald Flood, who did Chameleon. Yeah. Um, and also Johnny Byrne, who created Nyssa, he got paid because they used her character as oh, well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they had to pay him royalties. Um, Sharaz Jack was played by Christopher Gable. Um, um, he was formerly a, a leading ballet dancer before becoming an actor. He, do, he does have a graceful... I mean, for someone with such hairy hands, he's, he's quite graceful. He's got good presence when he's yeah. walking around, yeah. hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, the they, spatial awareness he's got. Spatial awareness, yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently he first went up for the role of Salatine. Oh, right. Uh, be, before being given Sharaz Jack himself. Who would have got Sharaz Jack? Well, John Nathan Turner thought that because Sharaz Jack is, spends most of his time in a mask, you would need um, uh, an actor with a distinctive commanding voice. So he approached, out of all the actors you could approach, he approached Mick Jagger. That's a, that's a, I want to get into the daily papers. Yes. That's typical John Nathan Turner. Yep. Um, Stunt casting. Can you imagine the lips coming through that mask? (laughs) That would be brilliant. (laughs) Mark. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Mark. And uh, David Bowie. David Bowie, I can see, because David Bowie was actually not bad, or wasn't a bad little actor. Yeah, um, and, and apparently the agent said no because he was doing his serious moonlight, moonlight tour oh, really? at the time. Um, but so we could have got David said, Bowie. Yeah, I imagine it was more. His agent said, "How much are you offering?" And then they said, and he went, "No, no." <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. F- Bowie spends more yeah. on his lunch. The first formal offer was given yeah. to somebody who I remember in the 70s. He was a big name, and he never went on to anything. Is um, it Gary Glitter? No, no God, no. He had his um, own costume. Uh, yes. Um, Oliver Tobias. Oh, right. Old, um, oh, what was that terrible programme he was in? He was at like a highwayman yeah, sort of thing, was wasn't he? That? He, oh. he? He was 
he wasn't Dick Turpin. That was old no, no, thing from was, Man uh, About the House, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was Richard O'Brien. I love Dick Turpin. Um, he was a smuggler or something, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, what was it called? Was it called Smuggler? Might have been called Smuggler, yeah. Oh, we'll put it up on Facebook yeah. for the first Sharaz Jack. Didn't he, it didn't, Oliver Spice, didn't he go off to like America and he appeared in like some dodgy soap? Like Dynasty or something or like that. Dynasty, yeah. It'll be something like that. Oh, all right, I'm going to... He was I'm, up for Bond at some point, wasn't he? He was. He should have been bigger. He was a good hard man, he was. He was like he Oliver was, Reed, yeah. wasn't he? I always got, whenever I saw him in interviews now, I always got, had a bit of a smugness about him. So I yeah. if he, perhaps he wasn't particularly... Might have been that. To work for, yeah. Or work so, with. yeah, he was first choice. Second choice yeah. was uh, Tim Curry. Oh, he would have been excellent. He would have been good, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody I know you, you like was offered the role of Morgus, and that's Ian Holm. Oh, uh, oh my God, that would have been amazing. They wouldn't have been able to afford him. Not yeah. in 83. No, no, no. That's just what gets me a lot of a lot of these things where they they say we <coughs> we approach such and such. Was it credible, or is it just a case of so you can say to the papers we approach such and such? Yeah, it could. I, I mean, John Nathan Turner again, isn't it? Much could they? Yeah. No, no. Do you know who who was considered for Krelper before John Nathan Turner stepped in and said, "Nope, that's not happening." Oh, um, no, Michael no. Michael Craze. Really? Oh, oh Ben. Really good. Nice, yeah. Ben would have had, been back. Uh, yeah, we had Polly back. Didn't, uh, not Polly, um, Barbara back. Yeah. Uh, in season 18, so playing a different character. That would have been all right, yeah. I, qu- I would like to have seen that. Michael but no, Craze, John Nathan yeah. Turner said, nope, nope, nope. He's been in it all, already. Yeah. Well, it's not like the, the average viewer would go, hang on. Yes, I remember Wasn't him. That ben, the Cockney <laughs> Seaman. <laughs> Cockney Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack's jacket apparently is an yep. off-the-peg motorbike jacket, yeah, where really? where they put this front piece on and collar. Yeah, he's got, he's got like a padded yoke, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, apparently that was just to cover up the zip, to make oh, it right. stop looking like a motorbike jacket. No zips in space. No zips in space. No, um, and his mask was leather. Okay, none of yep. your plastic. It was leather. It was hinged. And uh, the colour scheme of it was based As on. As to Jack, he was unhinged. Yeah. But, oh. You're not you're not doing bad tonight for uh, you know up past eight. Late night, yeah. yeah, and the colour scheme, this black and white colour yeah, scheme, yes. was based on an illustration in a book of African tribal face painting. Yes. Yeah, you know, I like it. I think it's really uh, a very good stylized mask. But why why did Jack choose that colour scheme? You know, you've just been burnt alive. You know, you've got your flesh hanging off the yeah. bones. I'm going to make a costume for myself and paint it black and white. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a, a joke for the oldest one. So he went with black and white because it was cheaper. Oh, so dear. that makes no sense, that joke nowadays, does no, it? No, it does to yeah. us. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, and his makeup, his, you know, unmasked makeup, took one and a yeah. half hours to put on, right. and it was designed by Jan Nethercraft. All right. And that's it. That's uh, Sharaz Jekova. Yeah. Um, so, so, um,. Did you did you reappraise anything while you watched it? Or? Well, I reappraised Peter Davison because yeah. I'm, that's, nice that, that's not how I remember his doctor being. Um, and as yeah. I say, if he was more like that in all the other stories, I might have hung around a bit more. But I do think, you know, personally, I think the story's overrated. I don't yes. I don't yeah, emphasize I with any of the characters. It's very slight. There's an awful lot of padding. There's a nasty tinge to it. I hate the music. 
Um, you don't see anything apart from like three sets, and they're done quite you know cheaply. Um, I don't I don't understand the garnering of best ever, but you know each their own. Hey. Yeah, I mean each their own. I I think it's a good story. It's one of the it's it, you know it's it's in the top half of Peter Davison's stories for me. Oh, but definitely yeah, never, there. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never understood the the universal seems to be universal uh, sort of praising of it that it's it's somehow this cinematic masterpiece that you could show it to someone that's never seen Doctor Who and they would get into it. It's like no, not no. really. It's, there are far more yeah. Uh, yeah. above that for me to I mean, do uh, that. Yeah, if 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 someone said to me, you know, uh, let's watch Peter Davison, I wouldn't be going for this one straight away. No, no. I might show him the last five minutes. Oh, there's Go nothing wrong with the last Colin's five minutes. Up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin's coming but, up. But, but yeah, I'd much rather watch Visitation or Earthshock or mm, yeah, you know, the Five Doctors, something mm. like that. All to come on this show at come, some yes. point. Yes. All right. Well, talking about what's coming on this show next, uh, it's down to you. And uh, yeah, yes, I might very well be uh, straight after this uh, going on to coming Amazon. On HMV, yes. <laughs> um, well, I, I, this is too good a, an opportunity to pass up. In, as an experiment, I mean, I don't know when we're going to get this chance again. Um, I was originally going to go with Time Lash with the Borad because it's got our friend uh, Paul Darrow in it. Um, but I've got to go with Nestor and uh, Twin Dilemma. Sorry. You do these things to me. I've, yeah. get, I've given you Shareg's, Shares Jack tonight. Yeah. And, I, you, I, and you I, give me those brats. The, the terrible twins. That's um, all I remember is yeah, those hideous, it, yeah. hideous children. I, I hope that we can perhaps bring a bit of a reappraisal to this story. Um, it'll be it'll be super interesting to see what you think of it. But I can't. I apologise now for the the twins. They are awful. I, I, I it's not a giveaway. This they are awful. But I I, let, I wonder if the story's got other things that you'll enjoy in it. Well, I've only watched it the once. I watched it on, on transmission, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think that was when the it. rot was starting to set in, because with Peter Davison, I've said, you know, I wasn't a fan. Yes. And yeah. then Colin Baker comes along. Hey, he was Babe and the Butcher, you know. This is going to be all right. And I think, yeah, Twin Dilemma, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. the rot set in. And all I can remember, because I've only watched it that one time when it was on TV, and I think I wiped my videotape immediately and then prepared it for the following week uh, or wow. the following story. So I've never seen it since. I know it gets an absolute drubbing from a lot of yes. people. Yeah, this is this is generally regarded as the worst Doctor Who story ever. I think that's it's nowhere near that but it'll be interesting to see one of the good things in it as well is is some of the props in it as a prop maker you'll be able to make really cheaply i don't know what you're talking about i don't remember any of it you don't remember it. Oh, just God, two gonna... yeah oh, all i remember is two pudding basin two... Yes. boys they yeah they they they're not actors and by golly does it show but other than that this has got a great cast. Has it? Of pe- yeah, of people that have gone to better things. Well, better I've things. got... <coughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Famous last week. I've got a week now to order it. I've got to yes. go on Amazon Sorry, now. Yeah. I've, I've, I've got to order it, watch it, 
research <coughs> it all in seven days. So you think that when it turns up, it's going to be like an inch of dust on it from the Amazon warehouse. So it could well be. be. Someone's ordered what? Have we still got that? It might have DVD rot where it's just it might degenerated. Do. You know, so they might send you a Betamax on it. <laughs> I could lie to you and just say, oh yeah, it rotted away. Yeah, rotted away. Sorry. Choose something I put, else. <laughs> I, I put it in my DVD player and it spat it out. <laughs> Do you realise you're going to end up with the the, only, the first Doctor you're going to get all the stories for? We're going to be uh, Colin Baker. That is scary, isn't it? Yeah. That is very scary. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ian. No problem. All no right. Problem. Always, okay. Always happy to uh, <laughs> to improve your life. Right. The clock's ticking. So yeah, I've yes. got to go and order stuff and start watching. All right. Okay, Good everyone. Stuff. So yep. Nice See you next time. Right. Bye, bye, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Bye. bye.